In case it isn't obvious, we listen to this song once a year. <laughs> I love that song. Okay. Anyway, hello, everybody. You are listening to Good Talk on KRUI 89.7. This is your host, Cressy Good, and... Andrew Selva. Uh, you know what? It's the last episode. Andrew Selva. Yeah, yeah it's Andrew Selva. Hello. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, if you are listening, uh, please be sure to follow our Twitter hashtag so it gets some love. Please. <laughs> Good talk. Please. We need live tweets. Please. It's our lifeblood. Please. <laughs> it feeds me. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, so it is the, uh, it was the night before finals and all throughout the town, everybody was Sad. Yeeting. <laughs> Yeeting? I don't know. It sounds like a Cressy verb. <laughs> it is a Cressy verb. I don't know. I actually haven't done that much studying yet. Mostly, like, I've been studying, but I don't feel the stress as much because my first final is at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Oh, wow. So you got some <laughs> so, time. Yeah, I, have I got a, a little time. I have my first finals tomorrow at 8 p.m., and then I have one on Thursday at 1. So I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm fine. I got till yeah. 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, we're old. We don't care anymore. <laughs> I've lost will to live. I had a lot of homework due this weekend, and I got through. I wrote a nine-page paper that I suffered through, and Oof. then I also just finished a presentation today. So I'm kind of like over it mentally, but I still have two more exams. So I think that's the big thing for me this semester. I don't have any s. Like I have one essay that's part of the final. Like it's an essay question, so I have to do it oh, right. during the final. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any essays this year. Or this semester, any big essays, any big projects. So, like, before finals, I'm not scrambling to finish all these essays and projects. I can just, like, study on my own time, which is really nice. Are you uh, really stressed out for finals week coming up? Uh, Not yet, but I will be. (laughs) Are you going to start baking? Selva likes to bake when he gets really stressed out. I do. When I I can't sleep before a final, I stay up all night and I study. And to, like, keep myself from, like, pulling my hair out, I do bake cookies. (laughs) And then I eat them, and which is bad because I have diabetes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's about to be a fun finals week for yeah. Andrew Selva. Um, I'm not, like, I was stressed out. Like, with I'd say the mo- thing that stressed me out the most was my paper, and then I finished it, and I was like, oh, I'm great. But I still have more crap to do, so I'll probably get stressed out. But right now, I'm, I'm okay. Because yeah. good talk's so fun. How could I be stressed? We're chilling. We chilling like villains over here. Yeah. Um, other things, uh, well, how was your weekend? I heard you had a weird weekend from what you were saying in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I will preface this by saying for those of you who haven't listened to this show a lot, uh, I play sousaphone in the Hawkeye marching band and my section is really weird. Like we love stupid jokes and we will go to extreme lengths for incredibly stupid jokes. And one really stupid joke that we kind of like latched onto before our Christmas party was that baked beans are inherently funny. Just by themselves are funny. Just as like an entity. Yeah. So we had a white elephant gift exchange and one of the gifts brought, it was brought by me, was a (laughs) two liter soda bottle filled with baked beans. So you like, wait, you took time out of your day to open, it was a soda bottle? Yes, so this you took me. Cans of baked beans and just put it in a soda bottle. It took me an hour and a half. Yes. A soda. <laughs> what the I will, I will do anything Why for a stupid, so stupid weird? joke. Not only that, but I, I got one of those cheap Christmas sweaters that says like Blitzen or whatever, and has like a little, a little pocket in the front for you to put like a wine bottle. It's targeted at like wine moms, but instead of putting a wine mo- bottle in the, instead of putting a wine in, mom in, 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 in the in the pocket. <laughs> open can of baked beans i was eating out of it you're so gross 
Wait, were they cold? You were just at a party with like baked beans, like yeah. eating them. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. And also, no, they were good beans. Were, they were bu- they were Bush's baked beans original flavor. Were they cold? Very good. I uh, like... Yeah. Ew. It's disgusting. If it's warm, I'm not going warm... to be dripping hot beans all over my sweater. <laughs> Cressy, that's that's crazy talk. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy talk. You're, I'm, the, I'm the one eating beans out of a sweater pocket, and you're the crazy one. Right. Okay. You're so, okay. But did people enjoy your prank at your Susie? Oh, they thought it was thing? hilarious. I wasn't even the only person to bring a beans-themed gift. What the, what's wrong with your Everything. <laughs> That's so gross. I, I, it was nice, wholesome. It was it was a good, wholesome time for the Susie phones. That's good. And a lot of beans. <laughs> anything else you uh, did this weekend that was particularly memorable oh uh, yeah actually i got to um my sister runs track over at drake in des moines and there was an indoor track meet at the uh the rec center that we do our pregame show in on uh, football game days oh okay uh they use that you know that raised track that we're not allowed to high step on yeah they use that oh that they um run okay. so mm-hmm. i got to go see my sister run she ran the 3000 which is about two miles ish mm-hmm. she got third she like closed the distance on this girl in front of her in like the last eighth of a lap, oh. and it was crazy to watch because I was sitting right in front of the finish line, and she like inched in front of this girl, literally beat her by point one two seconds. Ow. So that was like track is not an exciting sport to watch, but that was kind of bananas, and I really enjoyed that. That's exciting. Wait, what's your sister's name again? Rachel. Congrats, Rachel, on beating that one chick yeah. in our rec center. <laughs> Does she listen to this show? Uh, I think she has once or twice, but the likelihood of her listening right now is very slim. Very true. Um, yeah, anything else memorable? Well, we had our last practice ever. We for d- our, our very last rehearsal in the HTRC. Yeah, well, not our last rehearsal ever because we have to go to the Outback Bowl. Yeah, we're going to have probably weeks. one or two rehearsals before I feel that like- game. I feel like we'll have at least one a day. We're there for like four days, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, like but from what I remember from the Outback Bowl, like we had the obviously like the morning rehearsal before the game. Right. Uh, and I think we have at least one other one, but it wasn't like the Rose Bowl where we were rehearsing every day. It was very chill. We Outback Bowl was like time. we had we had like pep events and like rallies and stuff every day, but we I don't think we had rehearsals every day. Yeah. You know? I thought we did. Like we were going to like beach stuff. And, like, playing at all these different things. But I don't remember if we actually rehearsed every day. Yeah, but we had our last practice ever in our practice facility. Which, yeah. it doesn't really, like, hit me that it was the last time I had to, like, rehearse in there. I was mostly like, get me out of here. I'm tired. <laughs> but it My was... section really likes to remind me how old I am. So it yeah, hit me pretty are, hard. Yeah, you are old in your section. But... Well, it doesn't help that not only am I the only fifth-year senior, I'm the only senior period <laughs> in the whole section. Oh, you are? Yeah. I know that. I'm one of three, uh, so there's that at least. But no, it was nice. We did the series, which is a thing that, for those of you, maybe the two people that aren't in band that are listening, um, the series is like the drumline plays a cadence and we do these like choreographed moves to it and it's really odd, but also really fun. And so we did that at the end of rehearsal as like a send off. So it's like, it's sad, but I don't think it'll hit me until after we have band prom, which is like a banquet we have in March. It's now in yeah. March. It used to be in February. The HMB Awards Banquet, as it is formally known. Yeah, band prom, uh, the slang term for it. Because we get all gussied up and yeah. we go down and have a nice dinner. We have a nice free There is dinner. no dancing because it's in like the upper observation deck of Kinnick. 
Yes, I'm sure we will cover it in detail when it happens. Yeah. Because we'll be on... Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, because we'll be on the air um, for our last season ever as the format that we have currently anyway. Um, And I think we're going to be back... For sure, January 20th is when we will return to the airwaves. Possibly a weekend before that, but for sure the 20th. Probably no guest. (laughs) So stay tuned. And we'll tell you all about the Outback Bowl and how it went. Yeah. Um, I didn't really do anything this weekend. I mean, my apartment had a soiree, so that was pretty fun. It was really small. It was um, during my, my yeah, Christmas party. Yeah, you were doing all of that. It was pretty... No, it was fun, though. I had fun. And then, I don't know. What are you doing over winter break? Because I am doing nothing. Really? <laughs> Except for, for going once, to the Outback Bowl. For once, I'm going somewhere cool, and Cressy has to stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, this time... Um, you know, in, in previous Christmas breaks, bull trips get in the way of my family's vacation a lot. So I often right. miss like the main trip that they go on if they go on a trip for Christmas break or I miss when like family comes to visit. But this time, ha <laughs> I get to do it. So uh, me, my mom and dad and my sister and my uh, other sister and her husband and kid are driving down separately. But we're all going down to Baton Rouge to stay with my aunt and uncle That's exciting. in Louisiana. So that'll be really cool. And we'll have family Christmas down there with my grandma and my other uncle. And I think my cousin's coming down with his wife, too. So that'll be, wow, that'll be a lot of fun. Selva. Yeah, I get to go to Louisiana, go somewhere nice and warm. Queen. I'll be in my dad's living room, uh, probably asleep most of the day, Watch, trying to catch up on Game of Thrones. I got through a season and a half. Can I get through the rest of it? Probably what? not. So you're we'll mid-season two? Yeah. Caressy. Could I get, do you Here's think I gonna do. it? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to finish Game of Thrones over Christmas break. And when you come back, we're going to have a special episode outside of our regular time where we just break this down. We can have like Annie on as a guest. It'll be like, oh, here's the tea about Game of Thrones. And I'll just Game of Tea. It. Game of Tea. <laughs> that's the, it's the same initials. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't really have anything going on besides going on the bowl trip. There's that. And I'll be like benching out in my dad's basement probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's all I got. So here is a brief PSA. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. A lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. That's just one adoption story that started at a shelter. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Isn't that the piano cat like that? Theme? Keyboard cat, yeah. Yeah. He's the the that that video of the like the he's like wearing like a sweater or something, and he's playing on a little keyboard. You know, the best time to wear a striped sweater never is all the time. No, um, because, uh, o- only if they're hor- horizontal, I think, is is the rule. Because, like, vertical stripes uh, make you look thick. What if I want to look thick? Well, then you look thick, honey. With two uh, Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. Do not look at me like that. No, girl, I did not. I did not. You stop that. Um. Okay, what are you on a different note? What, <laughs> a so, in different the news... <laughs> Anyway, what yeah. do you have in the news that's probably depressing? Yeah, uh, it's not getting good. But uh, you remember, like, it feels like it was a billion years ago, but it was probably only like a year, maybe two ago, uh, when uh, Britain had that big vote to break off from the oh, uh, the, the European Union. Yeah, yeah, Brexit. I remember that. So there's another b- vote coming up for that. And Theresa May, the current uh, prime minister, is getting <laughs> dragged. <laughs> Because, like, her whole plan for a deal is just getting holes punched in it left and right on, like, how it's not efficient, how it's not sustainable, how, like, Britain is going to. This is something that, like, everybody knew when Brexit was voted on originally, but, like, people still are 
not into the whole EU system over there, I guess. So like they mm. voted to to leave, but like now a lot of people are like, "Hey, hey, this idea was bad." <laughs> like this is this is bad for the country. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I saw a John I love I love John Oliver, but I saw this like segment he did where Theresa May she went into like a meeting and she got like laughed at for like her ideas that she proposed for this. Yeah. Like, laughed at by lawmakers. The British are nice. known for like being savage. Not being nice to their <laughs> to their um their leaders. Like this infamously happened when Margaret Thatcher died. The number one song on the British charts was Ding Dong the Witch is Dead from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that is true. That seems in character. <laughs> That's so wild. <laughs> Dang. Okay, what else you got? What else besides Teresa uh, Baby? Yeah, so, you know, the uh, little Victorian boy that haunts the White House, uh, Jared Kushner. <laughs> so- <laughs> Also known as our president's son-in-law, Jay who has Kush, been given as he wrote in the notes. <laughs> a weird, yeah, Jay, my, my boy Jay Money, Jay Kush. Uh, it's been, a good rap name. You know, he, I could, I could go on for hours about how Jared Kushner is unqualified for like every position of authority he's been given by the White House, but he's been given a weird amount of influence over like huge responsibilities for a dude who literally is just Not qualified. rich. Yeah. Like he he's never been involved in politics before this. I don't know why he's getting all this responsibility. But reportedly this this is very bad <laughs> cuz report like he had a working relationship with uh Mohammed bin Salman, also known as MBS. He he likes to go by MBS. It's like a his little co- colloquial. It makes him more relatable. He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and the real power. <laughs> he's the guy who was behind the uh whole the Khashoggi journalism. murder. Yeah thing Yikes. yeah and supposedly jay kush has been like ad- working with him and advising him even after that which doesn't is not good is not good unsettling but uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and um, oh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, um the only other thing here i see that my internet got cut off while i was typing this because all that's left of it in our google doc is just transcript of comey's hmm. that's it but uh <laughs> What it's supposed to say is that on uh, very very recently, James Comey, the uh, former FBI fella, right. uh, gave another um, testimony before the House Judiciary and Oversight Committee, uh, and uh, they released the transcript of that. I think just this weekend, and it's just it's just more stuff about like you know the Russian meddling, possible collusion in the 2016 election. Uh, you know, the, the, the Mueller stuff. the Mueller investigation uh, that our president is trying very hard to end. Good, <laughs> good, good stuff. Um, if man, it feels like that investigation's been going on forever. It yeah, and I know it probably needs to to like get actual workable evidence of whatever charges or refuting the charges or whatever. Right. But like, man, I just want to know. Like, is I there, we want to know the tea. Stop. No, we're not. I just want to know if there's workable evidence that my president is a criminal. Stop whispering. You're so weird. We're talking about like the code. Did he do crime? I want to know. Selva. Enough. All right. Is the president going to jail? That would be wild. Can you imagine that? Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. I actually could. Um, I dream about it nightly. Um, (laughs) Wow. Well. Moving on. Some riveting news. Um, In pop culture news, (laughs) let's see what we got. All right. So the tea is that Cardi B and she was previously dating a rapper named Offset from Migos. I've never heard of that. 
Oh, I've heard. Oh, okay. You've no heard Migos. Of Migos. Yeah, he's in that group. Um, and they broke up. They were engaged and they had a baby together. And they were nice. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're talking about Cardi B, not. But I guess she wasn't my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but they broke up, and then he re- he tweeted like today, being like, "I'm." In- he just been. I don't know. His her ex husband, whatever boyfriend, baby daddy. Who knows, man. He's been mad. But in other news, um, let's see. Uh, Grammy nominations came out. Let's see what we got uh, for Grammys. I heard that I, just off the top of my head, I know that Post Malone's in there. and uh, So for, okay, these are like the main things. Um, so for record of the year, so I like it, but like the Cardi B song was nominated. The Joke by Brandi Carlile. I've never heard Don't know it. it. Don't know it. This is America, Childish Gambino. God's- Obviously. Wait, yeah. this is albums, you said? This I, is record of like, the year, like a song. <laughs> record of the year. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, um, God's Plan by Drake, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper from the soundtrack A Star is Born. Great That's movie. on the radio a lot. It, it's a great movie. Um, All of the Stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, which is from the Black Panther soundtrack. That one's also dope. Rockstar, Post Malone, The Middle, Zed. Yeah, that's what we got for the main ones. And then album of the year, that's the other one I'll read. So, Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. I kind of thought that one would be nominated. Um, By the Way, I Forgive You by Brandi Carlile. Don't know that I one. don't know who Brandi Carlile is. Who is she? Maybe I should look her up. She seems like she's doing well. This person, yeah, she's obviously a successful musician, but I've never heard of her. Good Talk doesn't know. <laughs> Scorpion, Drake's album, and then H-E-R, Her by Her. I've never heard of that one either. Um, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, Post Malone, Dirty Computer, Janelle Monet. Golden Hour, Casey Musgraves, Black Panther, the album, music from and inspired by blank. But it's like... Man, that really was less than a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mostly um, Kendrick Lamar's, like, album. Time just keeps on slipping. But yeah, people were um, talking about that a lot. Um, The main things that people talked about were that Taylor Swift's album, Reputation, did not get nominated for album of the year. Yeah, it didn't deserve it. That's the team. Sorry. (laughs) If, If Beer Bongs and Bentleys can make it in there, but you're... Like, but, but your Swift. album still isn't good enough. Like, oh, honey, <laughs> it's not good. And then also, I read that "Shallow," which is that song from "A Star Is Born," which I, I like that song. It actually it got nominated, but it wasn't technically eligible because it's newer. So yeah, that I don't makes know. Sense. And then also, Golden Globe nominations came out. Woo! Oh, um, can we talk? Can we talk about "Dirty Computer" for a second, though? Have you listened to that? I've album? never listened to it. Is it, oh, honey. Is it worth a listen? It is. Why a is journey. it called "Dirty Computer"? That's, it's it's a journey. It's a why journey. why does any artist name their album anything? It's just interesting. Look it's at like, the names of albums. Like <laughs> it's just uh, interesting. <laughs> my favorite new album. It's obviously not nominated because it came out like two weeks ago. But it's called Oxnard. It's by Anderson Pack. I would. Definitely recommend everybody take a look at it because it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I've and he he actually, list. he was just the musical guest on, I think, one of the more recent SNL episodes, and he did a couple songs from it. So you may have heard it. I have not seen the last SNL, so probably not. <laughs> anyway, Golden Globe nominations. I'll just talk about Best Motion Picture. Um, so for drama, it was A Star is Born, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Never seen that one. But I really wanted to see The Black Klansman when it came so out, and I just I. didn't I like have time to go to the theater. But it looked really like funny but still dramatic. I've heard like Annie has seen that movie, and she says that it's incredible. So I'm like, okay, I should watch it. But the only movie... From that list, I've seen is A Star Is Born, and that you didn't made see Black me... Panther. Oh, duh, Black Panther. I've seen that. Okay, but like A Star Is Born, got me, got me. 
in the heart. It made I me did cry not a see lot. It. it is so good. Go to it and just let all your feelings out. That's what I recommend. But anyway, yeah. So that was exciting. People are talking about that. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know a movie I really want to see and probably am going to see this week? What? Uh, they dropped a new Spider-Man movie and it's supposedly... Wait, with the Tom Holland guy? No. This is an animated Spider-Man movie, but the animation is a style that you have never seen before. Why do they keep it's making like, Spider-Man movies? How many different versions of the same story can you give out? This one's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, and it's not <laughs> its not about Peter Parker. That's the thing. But th- It's about Miles Morales. Who is that? He's a different Spider-Man. He's a younger kid. He's this uh, Afro-Cuban kid from New York. His dad's a cop. His uncle was played by Childish Gambino in like the most recent Spider-Man movie like donald glover oh yeah i, I saw that because like this character was actually based on when they were casting for like the amazing spider-man a few years ago with uh, emma stone that one yeah and that like a- andrew garfield played him yeah, but guy. there was this big campaign to have donald glover play him and there was just a lot of backlash like, oh spider-man can't be black spider-man can't be black meh, 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 meh. shut up <laughs> <laughs> so like this character was created as in a like alternate universe where peter parker gets killed And, like, uh, this younger black kid from New York becomes, like, the new Spider-Man. And it's, like, he's actually this really good fleshed-out character. But in the movie, it's called Into the Spider-Verse. And there's all these different Spider-Mans from all these different universes. Where, like, one of them is a noir Spider-Man where everything's black and white and he wears a trench coat. And he's voiced by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is still relevant? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) There's also Spider-Ham, which is a little talking pig with Spider-Man powers who's voiced by... Yeah, but he's Spider Ham, and his name is Peter Porker, and he's voiced by John Mulaney. <laughs> okay, and like, I, I just really need to see this movie because I'm hearing a lot of amazing things about it. I'd be intrigued. I like a good Spider-Man movie. I just am like, why do you keep making more? I don't know. There's so many. Also, just the animation style on this is really cool. It's kind of like, kind of 3D, but like cell shaded. It's also kind of 2D, and it just looks like a comic book come to life. It looks incredible. So I, I. Oof, I gotta get a look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody over break. I also really want to see. Uh, there's like an Elton John movie. I forgot what it's called. But. Didn't Rami Malek get nominated for Best Actor in the Golden Globes for that? Yeah, he did. He. I he think. deserves it. Yeah, I really want to see Bohemian Rhapsody. That's like number one. And then when does the new Avengers movie come out? That's not for a while. That's like right? next year. All right. There, uh, I getting, just saw an ad for. When does yeah. the Captain Marvel comes yeah. out before that? And that's in like March. I'm excited for Captain Marvel. It looks really good. It looks fun. Feminism. Let's go. <laughs> um, do you have a meme? Or I don't, but I do have a conspiracy theory because, honey, yeah. it's Christmas time. <laughs> Play some Christmas music here for you. I didn't think this through. <laughs> no, but our big theory here is a conspiracy theory that's uh, taken root with the... Uh, kind of the more crazy people that you see on Fox News. Uh, it's a very fun one. It's uh, it's called The War on Christmas. Wait. You've heard about this with stuff like uh, when, like, Starbucks. When you say happy Starbucks, holidays. Yeah, when people are like, ah, they don't, they don't say Merry Christmas anymore. Walmart greeters are saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas to me. Starbucks had the audacity. Have a red cup. Have a red cup <laughs> instead of showing a Christmas tree. Because they want to satisfy all the non-Christians out there. Like, first of all, shut up. Uh, (laughs) But, like, the war on Christmas has become a meme because it's so stupid. Because, like, people... But this actually, like, originally came about 
let, let me find its origins real here. It started out as a conspiracy theory from groups affiliated with some group called the uh, John Birch Society. And this is way ba- this goes way back to like the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, when like they were putting out pamphlets that said like there goes Christmas, and they literally, they they were talking about a communist plot. That's how old this is. A communist plot to take the Christ out of Christmas. First of all, if you take the Christ <laughs> out of Christmas, then you're just living mass and you go to Taco Bell. You, to <laughs> you stole that joke from the internet. All right, I I did. Yeah, you did. I did. I sent you this tweet. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm not pretending that this is original. Easy, yeah, okay, right. Well, that's better. But, like, they're taking the Christ out of Christmas by replacing Christmas decorations with United Nations iconography. First of all, if it's the holiday season and you're hanging up, like, UN flags on your house, you have an entirely different problem. Like, Such a separate I mean, I guess that's a cool... Fu- that's a very Leslie Nope thing to do, I love I Leslie think. Nope. She's my hero. But, like, the, this society was claiming that, like, this was a larger push to just stamp out religion altogether. And, like... So do these people actually... Wait. Yeah. Am I following? Okay. This goes back to the 60s. This? Yeah. And there are people There are people still today that will, like, rail against the war on Christmas and, like, oh, they don't want... We can find... Like, when um when Donald Trump got elected, there was a bunch of people like, oh, we can finally say Merry Christmas again. I'm like, you no one... You couldn't say it. <laughs> no one was stopping you from saying Merry Christmas. Do people not realize that, like, Christianity isn't the only, like, religious affiliation? Honey, I'm have? Catholic. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. No one's stopping you from celebrating Christmas. Sometimes people say happy holidays because they don't know what holiday you celebrate and they don't want to get in trouble from people like you who bite the head off people who will say happy Hanukkah to you. and like, ah, actually, it's Christmas. Like... No, let, let people celebrate whatever damn holiday they want. Jeez. That. Sorry, I don't usually get this, like, fired up by our, by our conspiracy theories, but, like, I... Uh. No, it's true. Like, who... Uh, when I worked at IV, I used to say happy holidays to people uh, who mad? were leaving. And sometimes I'd say Merry Christmas, because I'm, like, it's Christmas time, and I celebrate Christmas, and no one ever got mad at me for saying Merry Christmas, even people who were definitely not, like, Catholic... Yeah. People walking around in like a big blue sweater with a with a star of David on it. And I would sometimes I'd slip up and I'd say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Hanukkah. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, Happy Hanukkah to you, too. And I'd be like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was we great. Diversity. No, but sometimes. But when I said Happy Holidays, that's what I'd get yelled at for. It's Merry Christmas. I'm like, oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. Merry Christmas. And they'd leave. And me and like the other person at that register would look at each other like. What? <laughs> God, our world is getting dumber and dumber by the day. <laughs> I just need to dress up like Jerry Seinfeld and go around wishing everybody a happy Festivus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, new, that's the new plan. All right. That's the new chaos I'm going to seed so, in our society. So, since we do not have a guest, um, you're stuck with us next. At least. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, to look forward, some things to look forward to after the break, um, we're going to be going, we're going to do our vague movie review because we haven't done it in like three weeks. Um, this one's a doozy. It is a doozy. So, we're going to do that. And then we're going to do like our top five Christmas songs, our top five Christmas movies, and we're going to unpack some of that Spotify uh, unwrapped 2018 business. Yeah, that's our special little gift from us to you. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. But until <laughs> until then, what song are we going to play before we uh, get into all that. So I hope Melissa's listening because our oh, first yeah. Christmas song is an old fave. Uh, it's Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> Please enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> 
Wow, what a great piece of art. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Good Talk. We're back. How are you, Selva? I'm just dandy. <laughs> but um, before we get into our amazing topics that we were... Sorry, I'm getting in the character. Uh, yeah, we have to do... <laughs> the weather um and we're gonna try and do a joint effort here since we don't have a guest and i always make selva do it (laughs) and we don't have a guest it's okay honey i like my job you like that yeah i do you like that i do like that. yeah you like that please stop (laughs) i'll say what i want all right so can't get too sexy up in here do you are you gonna play any music you never said when we were starting that we can start now see weather begins now Hey there, Iowa City. This is your friendly disc jockeys here, your friendly little radio host. We're here to spice up your life a little bit. Yeah. A little, a little eggnog for your soul in this Christmas season. I'm going to take that eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big yike. That's not a big yike. It's about 19 degrees outside, a clear, frosty night. Careful to scrape off your cars in the morning because Jack Frost be nipping at it. Hey, noses. Mm. Ooh, tell me about mm, it. I'd let Jack Frost nip my nose anytime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Temperatures in the low 20s for the rest of the evening. Getting up into a high of about mm, 32 degrees. Oh, just above freezing. Let that frost melt right off your car. <laughs> Right around mm, about 2 p.m., <laughs> sun will set the early, early hour of 4.30, and you know. You know what happens at 4.30. Yeah, the sun goes down. <laughs> Cressy, you know ju- it's about to go down. Cressy, Cressy, I just told him what happens at 4.30. <laughs> but more hours like darkness means more, more hours. To, okay, I, I guess the, wet, the, the sexy weather's over because Cressy done turned off the song. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Hello. Um, welcome back. Uh, so we just left off um, talking about the some meme, or no, a conspiracy theory about Christmas. It's and a war on Christmas. Yeet. Um, but uh, since we do not have a guest, we will not be doing an interview per usual. But, you know, don't you like listening to just us? You like it? So be sure to live tweet. Uh, live tweet game strong with Melissa Myers holding down the fort. We got some. Hey, Bill got a couple in we there. We got Bill. Um, we got another one from mystery tweeter Grassy Cheesecake. I, I got to know who you are, man. It's freaking me you? out. I think it might be Bennett. I think it's Bennett. I don't think it's Bennett. Bennett, like, never tweets. And he has... That doesn't his, mean that he doesn't have that account as well. But he does tweet with his own account, and the amount that he tweets with his own account leads me to believe that he definitely doesn't have other Twitter accounts. I think he's been it. <laughs> when he live-tweeted, um, oh gosh, it was a couple episodes before the Susie episode. The first time I ever saw him live-tweet, we didn't know who he was. And when I went in to see who he was, I looked back, and before that episode, his last tweet from, from like 2015, Cressy, he's got one Twitter account. Well, then who is Grassy Cheesecake? <laughs> Reveal yourselves! Please. Grassy Cheesecake is like a the, legend icon and star. The, key, the secret keeper. <laughs> Grassy Cheesecake knows what happened on the grassy knoll. Remember when <laughs> there used to be that fake Twitter account called Ungood Talk that like? Oh, you mean Adam? <laughs> no, no, it was Evan Grody. Do you remember him? Prove it. No, it a hundred percent was him. I am certain. Hmm. Anyway, so let's get into. Sounds fake, but okay. It's real. Evan has never made a spoof Twitter account in his life. <laughs> never no that is totally not something evan would have done never a 
Okay, let's get into the real topic here. Yeah. The movie Elf. <laughs> Are we doing Elf? Oh, we're not doing Elf. Never ah, mind. we did Elf last year. You're right. Oh, I this remember year, what we're doing. I'm sorry. We got a special uh, Christmas vague movie review bundle for y'all. This is going to be really vague. <laughs> Cressy, did you ever see those weird, like... They're supposed to be family-friendly, like, Christmas specials, but they're made with, like, stop-motion puppets, and they're terrifying. E, can you give me a... Like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah. That's the classic one. You got uh, you got Santa Claus is Coming to Town with... Uh, we'll get to that one, because that features the greatest character of all time. I remember uh, Rudolph and then the Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Vaguely. Boy was Vaguely. absolutely horrifying. <laughs> but it had, like, a pretty banging song, the Little Drummer Boy. That's a good song. It's a song, right? It's a song. It's a song. I don't know if it's a good song. I kind of liked it. It sure is a song. It, it's a song. That's been established. Okay, so let's begin. We're going to try Break and analyze you. the creepy stop motion stuff. Those movies came out a long time ago. Yeah, they're like, like they're, a billion years old. They're old. I don't know how old. They're old as dirt. Old. Um, God, I, God made those movies. I just they're that old. I don't remember honestly much about the plot at all i just remember like they moved very slowly and santa claus was like kind of creepy santa was skinny which was weird like i get we we want body positivity everywhere but like (laughs) it was weird because like in his santa suit he was chubby santa and then he took it off and he was like skinny santa and he also like santa was mean to rudolph yeah. Santa told Donner to like hide. Do- Donner is one of the reindeer, but like, yeah, yeah, but like Donner is. Well, those names are older than the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer song. They actually came from the uh, the Night Before Christmas poem. Yes, and so like Donner is Rudolph's dad, and he's one of the main is that reindeer. True that, in the movie. Oh, that's his dad. He's one of the main reindeer. And, like, Santa tells Donner to hide Rudolph's nose. What kind of genetic mess up is Rudolph's nose with reindeers? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did that happen? Like, well, that's the thing. Like, in the song, it's just shiny. Yeah. And you would even say it glows. But, but they never say it actually lights up. But then in the movie, it's, like, In the movie, huge. it's a straight-up, like, like, bright a light red bulb. light bulb on his nose because he's a puppet. And it makes a weird noise, too, when it's glowing. It makes a noise? Yeah, it's like... It, like, hums. Don't you? I want that. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But more than that, they expand on the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer lore. The Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer lore so much because, like, in the song, he's just a red nosed reindeer and he gets bullied and, uh, like, like, like George Washington. Uh, and and um, like and eventually, like, Santa comes to re- like everybody starts being nice to Rudolph once he once his like birth defect is suddenly useful to them. <laughs> But like, don't, don't uh, uh, honey, like, I see through that. I feel like I could critically analyze the Rudolph story and find a lot of bad themes. You know, yeah, it's like Ru- Rudolph. Him. Rudolph it's is as prob- okay. Rudolph is as problematic as the Ugly Duckling. In the Ugly Duckling, he gets bullied until he's hot, and then they're like, "Ooh, who's this hot swan?" He's like, "It's me. You were bullying but then me all the Rudolph, time." They're like, "Ooh, you gross. You got like a light up yeah. nose." But then they're like, "Oh, like, well, you can lead the sleigh. All right, like okay." Yeah, it's like your flaws are to be ridiculed until they're suddenly useful. Come on, honey. <sighs> Um, but like, not even that beyond that, like Rudolph runs in his his movie, Rudolph runs into an elf who like, not only all the other elves are bald, but this one's got like this finely quaffed blonde hair. His name is Hermie and he wants to be a dentist. He doesn't want to make toys. So he's a misfit. 
And they sing a song. Why am I such a man? Is this like the Island of Misfit Toys? Yeah, they go to the Island of Misfit Toys. Where they have a king who's a winged lion for no real reason. I want a winged lion. He's just there. But But it's like such an iconic movie, you know? Like everyone really loves it. Well, and they meet uh, Yukon Cornelius, who's like a prospector. Is that where Fuzzy Bumble comes from? Yeah. Okay. And they fight. uh, They like run away from the abominable snowman who's this horrifying (gasps) monster with big old teeth. But then. (laughs) Just kidding. uh, Herbie. Takes his teeth out, so he's not dangerous anymore. He's just a bumble. But, like, at, there's this iconic, like, climactic moment in the movie where Yukon Cornelius, like, stands to hold off the, the abominable snowman so that uh, Rudolph and Hermie can get away. And they fall off a cliff. And they're like, oh, they died. And they just show up at the end, and the, and the abominable snowman has no teeth anymore. And he's like, oh, didn't you know? Bumbles bounce. That's how we survive. That's how we get rid of a bumble. Yahoo! It's very bad. You know, they kind of like, you know, speaking of Elf, they do reference those movies in Elf, like at the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's like a stop motion world. Bye, buddy. I hope you find find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And there's, uh, but like, okay, we got to get into Santa Claus is coming to town because I don't remember anything about that. I assume Santa Claus goes into town at some point. It's like, it's it's literally Batman begins for Santa Claus. It's amazing. (laughs) He's like, he's this redheaded dude. He just starts bringing toys to kids in town because there's no toys or whatever. Is he like, uh, like, doesn't, uh, eternal or whatever? Like, does he not die? Is Santa... Well, it starts with him as like a young man and he gets older. How does Santa So does Mrs. Claus. And I guess then they become immortal or whatever. But like, at one point he meets this ancient ice wizard who lives in like a, a mountain and he's really cranky and like Santa thaws his cold, cold heart or whatever. Wow. And like That's the beautiful. the origin of the of the of the flying reindeer is literally like the ice wizard comes to help Santa out of jail. You know, he's in jail for some reason. I think it's for giving toys to children. You say you don't know a lot about these movies, but you seem to know a great deal this, more. Than there are so many more details to this movie than I remember, but I specifically remember this because it's so absurd. Uh, the ice wizard comes to visit him and like help him break out. But he doesn't have any magic anymore because I guess when he became nice, all his magic went away. That's a raw deal there, by the way. If you, you have to be mean to keep your magic. But like, yeah. he's like, oh, I just have these, these, all these things in my pockets and they're all useless. And he pulls out like popcorn kernels that make reindeer fly. And he just gives them to the reindeer in the stable and they can fly. And I guess they can fly permanently after that. I, ugh, whatever. But the most important part of this movie what is it? Is there is this cranky old man. He's super rich. He lives in the so town. So you. He's, I, think, <laughs> I think he's like the mayor. Well, he could be me because he does have the greatest name in cinematic history. This man's name is Burgermeister Meisterburger. That's First hot. name Burgermeister, last name Meisterburger. Would you date someone named Like a sprained Burger? ankle boy. I ain't nothing to play with. Wait, how do you say that name? Burgermeister. Burgermeister. Is this the fr- one word? Burgermeister. Burgermeister. Is his first name? Last name? One word? Meister Burger. Meister. That's like if your name was like Andrew Selva, Selva Andrew, or Stanley Yelnats. <laughs> oh wow, you made a whole reference to our Christmas fake movie review. Okay, well. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And then, okay, they got the little drummer. And, like, I never saw the one with Heat Miser, but there's one with, like, Heat Miser and Cold Miser. Uh, I'm drawing blanks, man. They're just bright red and bright blue I remember the little drummer dudes. boy. Like, yeah. I can envision it, but I haven't seen it in so long. It has to have been since I was a child. Which, you know, I guess that really is the point of the vague movie review. And I guess very they, vague. They, had, uh, they had Frosty the Snowman, too, but that was, like, a cartoon instead of puppets. 
Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and there was like... Well, were they puppets? They were like stop motion, kind of like with like Ben Wyatt and the Parson Rex. Yeah, they were stop, stop motion. But Frosty was like a cartoon, and that one was actually not terrifying, except when he dies. Oh, yeah, he does die. Frosty dies, and he's he doesn't he's just dead. die. He's killed. Because the hat, the magic hat that he used to bring him to life was stolen from, like, a charlatan uh, magician who's, like, no good and nobody likes his show. But he finds out that his hat is actual magic that brought snow to life. And he's like, I want it back. But they don't want to give it back because it's, 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 it's the lifeblood of Frosty, right? Frosty <laughs> is brought to life by this hat. And if they take the hat off, he'll die. He'll just fall to snow. And so they like, did. But the magician wants to murder him for the hat. So he literally locks him so in a fun. greenhouse <laughs> so he melts. And the magician... Wait, that's a children's movie? Frosty, yeah. And well, like Santa shows awesome. up at the end and just brings Frosty back to life as eternal snow with magic. Come on. So there's no consequences for our actions in this world that you live in, I guess. But think about the Frosty song for a second because Frosty, Frosty comes to life oh, and he knows two things. He knows, what does he know? He knows that he's alive. Yeah. And he knows that he will die someday. You know, that's what we know. Too. Imagine... <laughs> No, imagine being a baby, like a newborn baby, and, and you and are fully aware of your own mortality. <laughs> that's dark. Because that's Frosty. Because Frosty is snowing, comes to life, and literally in the song, he's like, before I melt away. Let's have some fun before I melt away. Because he really... knows he's going to die, like, immediately. Wow, when you really critically analyze Frosty the Snowman, like, you really it's see... It's dark. He reflects on his own mortality. Frosty is a horrifying golem of frozen water. Brought to life by man's hubris. On that note, here's a grand spot. brought to you in part by the Broken Spoke. They offer new and used bicycles, cycling accessories, and also service all kinds of bikes. They can be found in Iowa City at their new address, 757 South Gilbert Street. For more information, visit thebrokenspoke.com or call 319-338-8900. What a great transition that was. All right. I'm not really sure why. Oh, this is probably has to do with Rudolph, but uh, Bennett tweeted us a... Seven uh, genetically modified animals yeah. that glow in the dark. And, like, this is real. Like, bioluminescent animals have been genetically engineered using, like, jellyfish DNA or, like, DNA from luminescent coral. I've, like, there was a whole... Do you remember Sherlock? What? Like, the TV show with uh, Benadryl Cucumber Patch? Yeah, I haven't really seen much of it. But. There was one episode where, like, they featured, like, a lab that was... It was the Hound of the Baskervilles episode. That and, like, they made, like, glowing rabbits. And they showed a glowing rabbit. And, like, that's a real thing that's, that's been done. So that's, Well, thanks, yeah. Bennett, for the... Thanks, thanks, Bennett. That's actually a cool, <laughs> cool fun fact for the episode. <laughs> Bennett's getting a lot of shout-outs in this episode. I mean... <laughs> All right. Um, we were talking about his Twitter, and he used it to share knowledge. And well, you um, know what? You know what, Selva? You know what we're going to do? We're going to share knowledge about our opinions. Are we now? I don't think anybody wants to know my opinions on anything ever. You know... Because they're bad, usually. (laughs) That's fair. Okay, so since we're on that Christmas hustle, um, or holiday hustle, that has more of an alliteration, um, we're going to talk about... Christmas creep, as it were. Christmas creep, sorry. My bad. You can say holiday hustle. We used Halloween hustle. The holiday hustle is more accurate for this. We're definitely, right now, we are in the Hanukkah hustle. We are in the Hanukkah hustle. We on that Hanukkah hustle. Anyway, All right, moving, on. <laughs> moving on. But um, as you're probably aware, you can probably you can turn on the radio um, when you're not listening to Good Talk and find plenty of stations that are playing exclusively Christmas songs. Also, High V is on Waterfront is playing exclusively oh, Christmas yeah. songs. I'm pretty it, sure every High V. When I worked there, the Christmas season almost drove me. Remember insane. when you were a manager there? 
assist oh. assistant All assistant right. manager <laughs> you were, I, managers do a lot more <laughs> i remember um before we were like good friends i like went in there to get something and you led me to the item and you're like here you go one of the highlights that's a fun anecdote <laughs> one of the highlights of working at a hy-vee so close to campus is that a lot of my friends shopped there and i would see them like during my shifts a lot and that was just nice I like I, did, I wouldn't get to like stop and talk to them but like i could just like wave to people i knew and they're like oh that's my friend my friendly local hy-vee employee yay okay so we listen to a lot of christmas music i like christmas music do you like christmas music selectively it it like okay i don't know if i turn on the radio and there's like a christmas song where i'm like like i'll turn the channel (laughs) but like i don't mind listening to it like in the car but i won't like actively listen to it i guess on my own time if that makes sense but we have compiled a top five christmas songs list that was super objective very objective not um completely accurate but this is what we believe so coming in at the number five spot this is a pick on me and we played it in our last show i really like paul mccartney a lot so i did the she did not consult me for this one okay there were some on here that i let you have but yeah, that's true um simply having a wonderful christmas time is a banger mm-hmm. a banger a wonderful christmas time it's so good simply having a wonderful yeah the whole song yeah it's I like it. It just repeats it's and repeats. It's Paul McCartney. And repeats. It's good. He's it's having like a that good scene. time. It's like that scene from Transformers 2, Rise of the Fallen. No one gets that reference. Shia LaBeouf is just throwing Zelda. cat calendars and just yelling, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, what? kitten calendar. I will reference Shia LaBeouf's filmography at any point I can, Cressy, and you, you know, know this. You know this. Shia LaBeouf could get it. Anyway. Shia LaBeouf's a snack. <laughs> yeah, he is. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. Um, You picked the number four one. Yeah, so. uh, this is it, it's an old classic. I I really like "Old Lang Syne," and I know it's not really a Can Christmas song. Can you sing song. it a little bit? Because should old acquaintance be oh, forgotten? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's technically it's actually the New Year's song. It's not just a New Year's song. It is the New Year's Day song. They always sing it when the mm-hmm. ball drops, like at midnight in right. Times Square. But like "Alling Sign" is a classic, and it and it's uh, typically sang not just on New Year's, but like at the end of a Christmas performance of some sort, like Christmas carolers will sing it when they're done or at the end of a Christmas party, people will all like put their arms around each other. Kind of like we do with the, uh, with the alma mater mm-hmm. and sing Auld Lang Syne. Cause it's definitely like a, a goodbye and new beginnings type song is what it's, it's like about. Crushing. And I just really like it. Cause it's a very, uh, it, it spawns a lot of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, we, we started singing it uh, after like serenading our dates at, at gala which was a Christmas party this year. Yeah. So I, I just, I really like Auld Lang Syne. I like the main movie I'm thinking of when I hear that is Forrest Gump during the New Year's scene. They sing that song. Fun fact. Yeah. I love that movie. Number three, we, we have. We both picked this one. We did both pick this one. Um, We actually just played it. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Bruce Springsteen version. The regular version. Thoughts on the regular version that's not Bruce. It's okay. Santa Claus is coming to town. But like Bruce if is it like, didn't spawn a movie populated by terrifying moving puppets, I would like that song a little bit more. But then Bruce adds some swag to it, and he's like, "Santa Claus is coming to town." Like it's yeah. it's it's a rock anthem, but for Santa. So we love that. 
Number two. Um, this was one that we both agreed on also, but I know you particularly This is my all-time favorite Christmas song. It's called You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And it's literally just Thurl Ravenscroft roasting the Grinch for a solid, like, three also, minutes. Also, his voice is so good. You're a mean it's one. It's such a good baritone voice. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Oh, it's good. It's deep. It resonates, you know? It resonates. And it's like, and it's it's the one from the classic, uh, the, the old OG. Dr. Seuss cartoon Grinch think? movie. Do you like the cartoon version or do you like the Jim Carrey live action version or the newest the newest one with benedict cumberbatch is the grinch i haven't seen we're not gonna count that yeah that one doesn't count we're gonna which one do you like better i I like the cartoon version my i definitely prefer the cartoon one just because it's classic and i watched it when i was really little um but i do that's not to say that the jim carrey one isn't good because i do adore the jim carrey one did it do well in theaters i thought i don't think it did Um, i thought it was a bad movie it was not a bad movie by any means. It's definitely, like, corny. But, and and Jim Carrey, a lot of Jim Carrey's, like, natural talent is lost in that movie. Because he's a very animated man, but his real talent lies in, like, his facial expressions he can make are, like, incredibly diverse. More so than most actors. Like, the guy used to do facial exercises every morning so he could maintain, like, the elasticity of his face. Wow. And like you really see that in The Mask. The Mask is really oh, good with his face. Oh, that movie freaked me out when I was little. I was terrified of We've that We've reviewed movie. The Mask on this show. I was terrified of it. He has a green face. That's scary. He to does like... in The Grinch too and in the rest of his body. But the problem with The Grinch but it, but is like Jim Carrey is wearing so much makeup. Like they literally, they brought in. Well, yeah, he's like a green haired thing. They brought in like a marine expert in like torture and and interrogation to help him get through the like six, seven hours of makeup he had to do every day. Because it was driving him crazy. Oh my God. That is very true. That is, yeah, that happened on the set of The Grinch. (laughs) And like the problem, you're putting a guy whose like main asset is the quirky elasticity of his face under like three inches of makeup. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know. The original one just speaks to me. Yeah. It's better. He's better as a cartoon. But like, I, I haven't seen the Jim Carrey one recently enough to make a judgment call. On if it's, it's not terrible. Not. I don't think it's great, but I don't think I have a feeling it's not like the worst, but I have a feeling it's also not the best. I like the Jim Carrey one. And the newest one, I just saw this one two weeks ago. It's not the worst. It's definitely, With I mean, out of, out of the three of them, it is worse than the other two, but it's not awful. It's, you know, if you have kids who want to see a kid's Christmas movie, it's not Minions. So, Ugh. you know, it's it's made by the Minions studio, Illumination. Don't you hate it when people like, when like Facebook moms use yes. Minions as like yes. posts? Yes. Like you'll yes. get on Facebook and there's like, haha, I'm like drunk offline and it's like a Minion is the background. That's what's so funny to me. The Minions got so big that they literally But they became... got big with the middle-aged community yeah. and not with the children. They were like, like... The, these posts will be just like text over a picture of a Minion and it'll have nothing to do. <laughs> like it can be a picture of a Minion wearing like a sweater and holding a lollipop and it'll be some post about like getting wine drunk on a Tuesday. <laughs> I, I do not understand it. At it's, all. It's like, they're, it's like, am I the old one now? Because I don't understand the hip memes that like the middle-aged wine moms are sharing. I don't think that's how that works. We're getting really off topic. Yeah. What's our number one Christmas song? I mean, I feel like this is a given. Um, are you all right? <laughs> we somehow got Dominion memes Let's track from our that. top five Christmas songs. <laughs> we got from, we went from Mr. Grinch to Jim Carrey 
And then somehow you bridged the gap and went into the minions. Anyway, wow, it we're getting because, off topic. It was because Illumination, off topic. Illumination made the new Grinch movie. Right. Illumination Studios, and they made the minion movie. Okay. I liked Despicable Me, the first one, when it came out. First one's good. Second one's eh. Second, it's like, okay. Yeah. And then anyone after that is bad. And the Minions is weird. There's a third one. I haven't seen it. I saw the Minions movie, and I've I was like, what am one. I watching? What is a Minion? It's like, they are <laughs> literally, are they are sentient Tic Tacs. <laughs> they are. But they have like, but they're just like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. You know what? No, we need to address something real quick about the Minion movie. Okay, let's So the Minion it. movie, canonically, it is explained in not only the trailer, but like the opening narration, I assume, of the Minion movie. I have not seen it. I refuse to see it. I you, will die is first. Is there a new Minion movie or are we talking There's about the only one? Just the Minion movie. Oh, I saw that. You it did? I did it's see like, it. It's explained that they, they like are Minions. drawn to serve the greatest evil in the land, right? They want right. to serve the greatest evil. They just, they have them serve the dinosaurs. They have them serve Dracula. And then they're in the modern era. They just very conveniently gloss over World War II, don't they? <laughs> that they do. That they do. Selva is mad about the Minion movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> they made these these funny, bouncy little yellow pill bugs that speak Spanish half the time and gibberish <laughs> the other half. And conveniently glossed over the fact that they they had no explanation for the fact that they wrote themselves into a hole where the minions were definitely Nazis. Jesus Christ. Okay, back to top five Christmas They could have written themselves out of that, but they didn't. On that note, our number one Christmas song. (laughs) (laughs) We're still on this. Okay, our number one Christmas song is the ultimate banger. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. I feel like that is a fact. Everyone likes that song, almost everyone. Except the people that hate it. Yeah, except the people that hate it. But There's like, nobody in the middle. I don't know. Like a lot of our friend people in our friend group like love that song. That's been played at a lot of Christmas events that I have been to as like and everyone just jams because it's it's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop, Selva. Mariah Carey can hit those whistle notes and she's singing about love and Christmas and it's like upbeat. I love it. You. All right. <laughs> we probably should take a break. <laughs> yeah, I need to cool down. Selva's mad about minions being involved in World War II. Wow. This show's really out there. Didn't, I th- didn't the movie like maroon them on a tropical island for like a century just so they okay, wouldn't have to deal with explaining that? Okay, didn't you say that you didn't that? see the movie? I don't even remember. I'm that. asking you because I, I don't no know. I have no idea. I just remember. You saw the movie. Yeah, but I don't remember it. <laughs> this I, just in. The Minion movie was so bad. Cressy like. I blocked it from my memory. Cressy had herself hypnotized <laughs> to forget the Minion movie. It was bad. I saw it a while ago. I don't know. I have young nephews. They like they like that kind of crap. I went with them. I have a young nephew. I don't even know what he watches. He's he's two, almost three at this point. What song are we going to play? So <laughs> <laughs> we need to play a song. Our second <laughs> song. Okay, I'll explain it. I it's, no, I know what it is, Cressy. It's a you don't like it. I, I didn't like say it. I don't like it. I say that it's overhyped. It's good. I like it. Um, we didn't even put it on the list, but it's one of my favorites. It's Christmas Eve Sarajevo, Sarajevo by Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's when Christmas goes hardcore. It's the one that Dwight won't stop hyping during the Christmas party episode of The Office, <laughs> so and good. everybody else wants him to stop, except that, for Andy. That's like our <laughs> dynamic right now. Yeah. I'm Dwight, and you're everybody and I'm everybody else. else. 
please enjoy. Come back in the last half hour, and we're going to talk about our favorite movies on Spotify. Woo! Very nice. Very nice. Merry Christmas. Please enjoy. If Chrissy sounds out of breath, it's because she's spent the past <laughs> three minutes and 25 seconds headbanging and doing air drum solos without stopping except once to flip me off for filming her. <laughs> and you're listening to Good Talk on 89.7 <laughs> KRUI with your host Cressy Good and Andrew Selva. And we are back after that banger. Oh, we sure are. You know, uh, one tweet that I do have to mention, I believe it is another one from Bennett, but... Um, Blaine and the Tones this weekend 
discovered that um, in the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, there is a moment where the Grinch yells very loudly to Cindy Lou Who, now, get ready for the boom! So I really think we need to sneak that into the HMB hype video. Dr. Bush, are you listening? We gotta do it. Anyway, so we were just talking about our top five Christmas songs. Um, and now we're With gonna... a minor detour into Minion territory. <laughs> With a minor detail into how the Minions may or may not have been a part of World War II. Um, Don't think about it too hard, we're please. Not, we're not gonna I am, and it, it's driving me insane. Um, but we're going to talk about our top five Christmas movies. Um, so let us begin. Let us. All right, so... <laughs> Lettuce? I don't know why. Cressy. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. So. This is why we need guests. Otherwise, we literally just lose our sanity in the studio. Selma and I are losing it. If Cressy wasn't the programming manager, we would lose our slot. No, we wouldn't. We have quality content. All right. Is that what this is? Yeah, this is quality. I think okay. the, I think the five people that are listening would agree that it is Top quality. Top five Christmas movies. Top five. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, number five, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You have not seen this. I have not seen My this. My family watches it every single year on Christmas Eve. I believe other families do this as well. It is, a lot of people think it's overhyped. I think it's hilarious and very vulgar and has a lot of great quotable lines in it yeah all i know is it stars chevy chase and he's a butt so i don't really know if i want to see that movie but like besides that it's good (laughs) it's very funny and it has a lot of really iconic quotes in it and a lot of really great scenes i don't know it's very vulgar it's a vulgar christmas movie but it's chevy chase so yeah we yeah i love it okay Number four, another movie Selva hasn't seen. <laughs> I've seen part of Love Actually. Love Actually, that's the movie. Love, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, okay, Love Actually. Um, so National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is about a family who, like, their fa- other fa- distant family members come, and they it's basically just they're not on a vacation. They're just all their families crammed into one house, and all this shenanigans happen. Love Actually is kind of like the movie Valentine's Day, or like you except know, good. It yeah, except good. And British. Um, but and it came first. It did come like first. Like Valentine's Day the and uh, like there's this. another one called New Year's Eve. Literally oh. the same concept. They're like, oh, what if we told like a bunch of different little love stories and then brought them all together at the end and it's all circled around this holiday. Yay. Love actually is good. Those movies are trash. Yeah. They like, <laughs> they, like tried and they threw like Zac Efron and Taylor Lautner in them. They're like, they have to be good, right? These guys are hot. But it's like, no, it's not good. But Love Actually is very good. It has a lot of really great actors in it. It's got like Emma Thompson. It's got Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. It's, Isn't it? Uh, Liam Neeson. The, Liam Neeson. Oh, the guy. Laura Linney. Um, the Snape. The, what's his name? Alan Rickman. Alan, Alan Rickman's Rickman. in it. Bill Nye is in it. He uh, he's the older guy who sings in front of like all the all the kickline dancers or whatever. Oh yeah. I don't remember the context. I just remember it happened and it was glorious. But it's basically <laughs> just this movie about different romances that either work out or they don't work out. Just different types of love, whether it's friendship love or it's unrequited love, whether it's um. There's the little boy in it. Who marriage problems? There's a little crush. There's like true love. You know, all this all this different stuff. And it's all connected. They're all connected somehow and they're in like yeah. England. My favorite storyline out of the whole thing is there is this British guy and he cannot find love in Britain. That's his whole storyline. And he's like, I'm gonna go to Wisconsin. Isn't that love. Hugh Grant and he's like the prime no, minister or no, something? No, no, no. This guy is like just I don't even know who he is, but that's like he's more or less comic relief. Hugh Grant is like the prime minister and he finds love with his life. Oh, that's a separate one. Yeah, it's a separate okay. one. Okay. Yeah, he finds love with his like secretary or whatever. But mm. it's very, it's very cute. Very nice. Very nice. This Indeed. should become my wife. 
I don't know. But it's like sad and happy and cute and everything that embodies Christmas. Oh, isn't that the one where uh, it's got the 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 dude from uh, Walking Dead yep. and he holds up the signs yep. and it's kind of kind of creepy, but I yeah. guess cute. It's like I don't know. He I, uh, it's not supposed to be creepy because he like knows that he can't get with her and it's kind of his last like I love you, but I understand that we can't get together. So here's this sign that I made. Several signs. Not weird at all. Not totally not weird. <laughs> Moving on. So number three was your pick. Yeah. So number three is, in my opinion, one of the best anim- one of the best Christmas movies ever. Mostly because within the first thirty minutes, the protagonist kills Santa. Dope. This is the Santa Claus, and it spawned two sequels. <laughs> but the first one is the good one, and mostly because it starts with Tim Allen being n- a not great dad. And then killing oh, Santa by accident. I've seen this movie. And then he literally becomes Santa because after killing Santa, his son like drags him out up onto the roof to get in the sleigh. And like he's cold because he's in his undies. So he puts on Santa's suit and then the reindeer take off. And because he put on Santa's suit, he's contractually obligated to become the next Santa. So it's literally like from his point of view, the first half of the movie is like a horror movie because he's cursed to like... He he gains all this weight and he grows a beard and he's like getting letters from all the children of the world and he can't stop it because he's contractually locked in to be Santa because he killed Santa Claus. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. And like one of my favorite moments in the whole movie is when he's at like career day for his kid and he's talking about being Sa- how he became Santa and he's like I like the other Santa died. And I became Santa. And one of the kids like, so if I kill you, I could become Santa too, right? And he said, that's not how it works. But if, you, if you've been watching the movie, you're like, oh my God, that is how it works. This movie, the, in, the, in the lore of the Santa Claus universe, in the Tim Allen Santa Claus universe, if you kill Santa, you can become Santa. So the only reason we see Tim Allen walking around like he is now is somehow he found a way out of that deal. He was able to put his Santa curse on somebody else. All right, all right, but all right. <laughs> I still believe that it's like the Elder Wand. Even though he doesn't have it, he's like Draco. Draco never had the wand, but he owned the wand. If you kill Tim Allen, you become Santa Claus. All right, so moving on to number two. <laughs> okay, so we can... Okay, so Selva and I put different answers for number two. You put Die Hard. Can you briefly explain? Uh, Yeah, so I never really said this was my number two. I would definitely put the Santa Claus above this, but Cressy did the rankings here. Um, (laughs) All right, wow, way to call me out, Selva. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Die Hard, I haven't seen A Christmas Story, but Die Hard is, a lot of people say it's a Christmas movie. And, you know, I think it counts mostly because Christmas, like, it takes place on Christmas. Christmas, the Christmas season is central to the plot in that he's trying to get to his family for Christmas. But the movie isn't really about Christmas. It's just Christmas is enough of a part of the plot that I I guess it qualifies and enough people say it's one. And other than that, I just Die Hard's a good movie, man. That's fair. (laughs) And I put number two, A Christmas Story, um, just because like I don't it's not like my favorite, you know, it's not like I wouldn't go to it, but it's just it plays like 24 hours on Christmas, like on one of like the channels on cable. And so my family, like during Christmas, we always just have it on, just in the background of everything that we're doing. And so, I don't know. It has a special place in my heart because it's always on in the background on <laughs> Christmas for me. And it's also kind of, like, objectively funny. I don't know. It's about this kid who, in, like, the 50s, um, and he just tells the story about his Christmas that was really messed up. And in the end, they get Chinese 
um, on Christmas. And that's why a lot of families go and eat Chinese food on Christmas Day because of this movie. All I know about A Christmas Story, I know two things. I'll shoot your eye. I know, shoot your eye I know that quote. And I know that it, it has the little blonde kid who looks kind of like Edward Snowden in it. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I know about yeah, A Christmas Story. There's a lot of iconic scenes. Like he gets his tongue stuck on like a frozen pole. And then he also like there's that the fragile. He's, he like. He gets this lamp. The dad gets this like lamp in the mail, and he like reads the box and it says fragile. But he's like, ah, fragile must be Italian or something. And it's kind of like Dory. Yeah, escape. Escape. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a good. It's cute. Uh, I would yeah. recommend. And then our number one. This is a uh, unanimous. Unanimous best th- Christmas movie. Best, Elf. Best Will Ferrell movie too. Like Will yeah. Ferrell has never topped Elf. Elf is. Great. I know Anchorman is is fun, but it can't be watched by the whole family, or it shouldn't. No, most of Will Ferrell's movies shouldn't be watched. But Elf is very family friendly. And it's, it's good. Very, the it's wholesome. Good. It's good. It's cute. The, the only, animation's cute. My only beef with Elf is that Will Ferrell and uh, Zoe Deschanel are kind of creepy as a couple. Yeah. Just because he looks way older than her. He does. And I know that like Zoe Deschanel looks a little younger than she is, probably. And Will Ferrell definitely looks a little older than he probably was at the time of filming. But... Age difference is still weird. It just looks weird. It's weird. It's just like, especially because that, he's, it's kind of like it's also kind of got big syndrome, and that like he's a grown adult in the movie, but he definitely like acts like a acts and and thinks like a child. But that's kind of like even though he does like that's kind of why they got along because she was like so grumpy and like angry, and then she met him and she was like, oh, you're happy all the time. I need that, and that's why they got along. Yeah, that happened in Big too. Except he was a kid and it was weird. Yeah, Big's we a good movie we, though. Big's a good movie. We, we don't talk about that bit because it's, it's, it's weird. Well, um, here, oh, I can find it, blah, blah, blah. Here's a PSA. <laughs> it may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Interesting. That took a weird turn. I liked it. Um, Anyway... So now that we've gotten through all of our Christmas movies, this is a very, as you were saying, chaotic episode. We're going to stay on brand, on theme, Christmas. What do you do before Christmas? What do you do on Christmas? You unwrap presents, but what has to be done with those presents before you can unwrap them? They got to be wrapped. What did Spotify just do? 2018 wrapped. Boom, segue. (laughs) Yeet! Okay. Cressy, what, what have you been listening to this year? All right. So um, as Selva just uh, said, if you have... So poetically, so I might add. It was very poetic. I'll give you that. Um, so Spotify, <laughs> if you have a Spotify account, um, which I feel like most people do, uh, you got this like summary of all the stuff that you listen to, and they made like a whole playlist of things that you listen to the most throughout the calendar year of I love that they do that. Yeah, way. it's really good. It's a really cool And then thing. you like listen to it, and you're like, yeah, that's a banger. Oh, another banger. Oh, another banger. Like when you're listening to it. But I had quite the eclectic group of songs that were like my top five, but also it kind of goes on brand with like my music taste because my music taste 
Like, Selva, you know how some people, like, identify with a certain genre? Like, there's some people that are like, yeah, I'm into punk rock. That's my thing. Or I'm really into rap. That's my thing. And it's like, that's never really been me. I'm just kind of into everything. Yeah, did it say your genre was rock then on your thing? Me too. It was just like, I'm into everything and everything. Like, and everything and anything. So I feel like this list kind of shows that off. So my number one listen to song was actually Chanel by Frank Ocean. Hmm. It's a... It kind of odd, but also like it's a really good song, and I understand why. You most listened to is that like on your playlist or on your like little graphic that they made for you? The graphic and the playlist. It's like on both. That's like the number one. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I like Frank Ocean. I don't know. Um, and then also number two was "Sober" by Lord. Also a banger. Banger. Um, and then it was "American Girl" by Tom Petty. That was my next one. See, you kind of see the range of yeah. like music. Um, and then I got "Lust" by Kendrick Lamar is number four. Also the C- <laughs> and then I got the song "Chocolate" by the 1975 is number five. So again, I feel like that just shows how weird my music taste is. It's everything, but also, arguably, all those songs are very good. <laughs> yeah. very very good. I like that uh, Spotify very clearly has some good algorithms because like my actual most listened song on Spotify this year. Was the Seinfeld theme song? Yes. And that is because of a specific incident. It's not because I'm just listening to Seinfeld all the time. Uh, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons once. And <laughs> due to an in-universe thing that we did to explain uh, Ben's character, who canonically worships Jerry Seinfeld as a god. D&D is fun. <laughs> um, uh, to explain his absence, we played the Seinfeld theme for like two and a half hours and I did it with my Spotify. So that's why. But my actual, like the playlist did not have Seinfeld on it because they knew because it was in a row. Right. So my top song of the year is uh, run away with me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Obviously. Yes. Um, followed closely by Tarzan boy by Baltimore, which you have let me play on the show before. So you have heard it, but I don't know if you remembered. Yeah. It hops off. But then my number three is kind of a countryish bluegrass song from the uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack called I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow by the that. Soggy Bottom Boys, which I got Cressy to let me play on here. Uh, followed closely by Eastbound and Down by Jerry Reed, which is another That's a like, song. bluegrass oh. banger that I love to play on road trips. Uh, and then rounding them out at number five, ironically, is uh, Lou Bega's Mambo Number 5. <laughs> So, yeah, I was actually listening to this uh, playlist with Elise when we came to band uh, earlier this week, and I was playing it real loud, and I forgot that my windows were open, and we came into the parking lot, and when we were coming into the parking lot, Mambo Number 5 was just popping off, and I was dancing, and as we pulled in, JT walked by my car and just shook his head disapprovingly. (laughs) JT's an icon. Okay, so now that we've gotten through the songs that we've listened to the most... Um, what were your top bands that it had listed? What were your top artists? Oh, it was like Lady Gaga, Lord, Kesha was up there. Uh, was Lady Gaga your number one? Yeah, Ariana Grande was also up there. Like, I listened to, like, a lot of pop and rock artists, like, uh, like all their music, but then I listened to, like, a wide range of, like, everything else. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, the artists I listened to, the artists listed describe me very well and i when i posted this to instagram one of the comments was from alex bess and she was just like you're more dad than my actual dad (laughs) because my my number one artist was jimmy buffett of course it was (laughs) i love jimmy buffett and then my number two as we have spoken of many times on this show phil collins (laughs) i adore phil collins we love phil collins my number three was fleetwood mac 
followed by okay. uh, Panic at the Disco, and then also Stevie good. Wonder. So, like, Those are five all good. very good, very well-rounded artists that definitely describe, like, pretty much the whole of my music tastes. What? Okay. So, what was the weirdest song? I mean, was there a weirdest song just the Seinfeld? Probably Seinfeld. Like, there were some weird ones on there, but Seinfeld was definitely the weirdest. I'd say I had um, the one when I was looking through my playlist, I was like, what is the weirdest one? I had a couple cupcake songs, but I don't think that's weird. Cupcake's great. Yeah. Um, the song Pretty Girl Rock by Carrie Hilson. Have you ever heard that song? My name is Carrie. I'm so very fly. Oh, my. It's a little bit scary. Boys want to marry. Looking at my dairy. That one. I feel like I've heard it now. Yeah, I just did a great impression of it. That's what you heard. Um, that's like that was probably one of the more like off kilter songs on my playlist. I also had uh, "Gui" by Lady Gaga from her iconic art pop album. Yeah. Kind of an eclectic song, but still good. I mean, I guess I had a lot of eclectic ones on here, but you know, like I genuinely yeah. like most of those. Like I have a uh, "Tunak Tunak Tune" by Deller Mindy <laughs> on here, which Cressy will never let me play on the show again. But you um, did it once, so it's a lot of fun. Number one pop song in India for like a very long time. Uh, so that one's a lot of fun. Check it out if you want to. Uh, also got Wild Wild West by Will Smith and Drew Hill, which I love. You've played all these songs on Good Talk. I, yeah. It usually takes some convincing for some of them. Uh, Pony is a bop. Oh, Love bop. Pony. We love Genuine. Uh, I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the Darkness is great. Uh, I got some Oingo Boingo. But overall, like, the most common thing on here is, like, kind of not country, but, like, more folksy rock tunes like uh, a lot of Creedence Clearwater Revival type stuff. Oh, the I love Eagles. CCR. And it's it's probably because I have a playlist called Folksy Ditties that I like <laughs> to listen to while driving. Folksy so ditties. like it's those songs. While I don't listen to that stuff a lot, I have a specific playlist of it that I listen to very frequently. And I think that's why all that's on there. Yeah. Yeah. So now you know more about Selva and I's very wide range of eclectic music. <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like every artist we said is good in their own. This way. is where the nonsense we make y'all listen to comes from. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's pretty much what we got. That's oh, the tea, honey. Oh, let's go through some tea. So, as, as you said, um, as I said earlier, our, we will have a show for sure again on January 20th. Please follow our, if you have not already, our Twitter, which is at Good Talk, G-O-D-E Talk, or our Facebook, which is at Good Talk. You will see all of our updates about when um, our last season will be airing um, in January. And you'll also see, like, who's going to be on the show. We post our recordings on there. So if you want to be up to date on all Good Talk things, be sure to follow us on that. Um, also, if you want to know about my life, you can follow me at my Twitter, where I tweet stupid crap um at caressy good also same on my instagram and if you want to follow selva who oh, also no. tweets stupid crap you a can, lot of stupid a lot stuff. of stupid crap i did tweet about burgermeister meister burger before this episode yeah some of your tweets make me laugh <laughs> so i don't know um he's at type one diabetes because he's got type one diabetes and it's not complicated he loves the word yeet and um on instagram at swamp daddy selva because he likes swamps He's I like not, Shrek. He likes swamps, and he's not Shrek a daddy, and his last name is... Did you Trump. say I'm not a daddy? Well, you don't, you don't have a kid. Oh, like daddy isn't like the... Like daddy. Like I'm a daddy. I don't know about that. I'm not going to call you daddy on the air. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's the team. <laughs> I do got to say, we usually pub uh, Take 5 Radio as well with uh, Kamal Talukter and uh, Trisha. They're, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be... They're going to be back. Are they going to be back? Because... 
this did remind me of something I forgot to do in the earlier portion of the episode. So tonight we had our graduating brothers ceremony for Phi Mu Alpha Sinfonia Music Fraternity. Mm -hmm. And I want to just say a quick shout out to all my graduating brothers. First, of course, Kamal. Uh, But that also includes Tegan Keel, Taylin Anderson, uh, Bill Browweiler, uh, Ian Kloppenstein, uh, Ben Palazzolo. Did I forget? Oh, and of course, my roommate, Charles Carlson. So uh, congrats to all you guys for, yeah, all all seven of you graduating a semester early. And for Ian, like two and a half years early. We had... We also had our graduating member ceremony in SAI, and oh, yeah? uh, congrats Annie Ringelstein. She is graduating in a week, so we we only had her. So congrats to all of our fraternity members who are graduating. That'll be us in one semester. Isn't that weird to think about? Uh, <laughs> and an extra congrats to Annie for all the law schools that you've already gotten accepted to and all the ones that will inevitably continue to accept you. I still haven't turned in my law school applications. He's doing, we're doing well. He's and doing I'm well. like several months early still girl you're just bananas ahead of the curve (laughs) she's on top of it she knows she knows what she wants um (laughs) she knows what she's about um okay but do you want to talk about our final question that we always ask or should we just Nah, we didn't really do an interview portion so we don't really need to hit our least favorite section in the band stay tuned for that in our final episode at the end of the year yeah (laughs) that'll keep them that'll keep them listening Keep yeah. them, keep them wanting no, more. Sure Always keep them wanting more. Cressy first rule of showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to our show this entire semester. I feel like we had a lot of new listeners. Um, we had, you know, what's funny is that like I was at when I had my party on Friday. There was this uh, Mia. She plays cymbals. She came to the party and she told me that she listens every single week. But she's never live tweeted. So for those of you who listen every week or listen when you can, we appreciate it. Uh, We appreciate people who like listening to us ramble about stupid garbage. But I hope we entertain you and inform you and keep you woke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the tea, honey. That is the tea. Um, So what are we going to close out our uh, season finale with, Selva? Well, but of course, with the best Christmas song of all time. Uh, and the anthem of not one, not two, but three different adaptations of <laughs> Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Not the Tyler, the creator version for the new movie, but the original by Thurl. Please Ravenscraft. enjoy, and we will see you in a month. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black heel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch 
You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotch with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic.